0: what really gets my dick hard is so fucking what welcome to metal up your podcast i'm ethan luck and i'm clint wells And this is episode 28 and we are doing something that we've talked about in the past. We are uh, putting together our fantasy set list for a one day possible S&M part two.
1: Oh my God. I hope they do it again. Can you imagine? The only thing that bums me out about it is that the record that shall not be named, they would definitely do something from that on there. I'll, I'll go ahead and spoiler alert you. None of those songs are featured on my list. I will go ahead and spoiler alert you that none of those songs are on my list as well. But you know, if they really did do a number two, they you know they'd do probably Frantic and Sane Anger.
0: Maybe I don't know.
1: I don't know, if, J- James. If you're listening, uh, please write in and let us know if you would do that. <laughs> feel free to call me on my per- on my cell, James. Feel free to give me a personal phone call. Yeah,
0: call me on. It's my private number, so do not lose it and do not give it out. Five five five. Please call me, James Hatfield. Yeah, I hope somebody listening just got my waiting for Guffman joke. Uh well
1: I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we can start a Waiting for Guffman podcast next. Oh okay. Man. What kind of what kind of size numbers are we looking at listening to that podcast?
0: At least at least a baker's dozen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well dude, uh un- well. Fortunately, we're able, to uh, through technology, to keep doing this podcast while uh, I'm in another country. And unfortunately, I'm still in another country, uh, I think, for the next... It'll probably be two more episodes after this, and then I'll be back in Nashville in the same room, room as
1: Clint, and we can do this properly. I'm in another country, too, called Indiana.
0: Oh, I've never heard... Is that in New
1: Jersey? <laughs> yeah, I'm in Florence, Indiana, New Jersey, and uh, we're at a casino I'm per- today. So I'm, I've got Oh, nice. The, I've got the sort of depressing casino vibes.
0: I'm fairly certain that uh, uh, under the Trump administration, that you need a passport to get into New Jersey now. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what I. That's what I heard. It, everyone's talking about it over
1: here. It's big news. Big news. Yeah, it's bigly. You, is it huge? Bigly. Bigly. It's bigly huge. The news is going to be huge. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, I'm in Berlin, Germany, New Jersey, right now. So. Yeah. I've only been here for like four hours, and I'm just tired, and, and uh, all I want to do is do this podcast and then drink some German
1: beer and watch Netflix. <laughs> all right. Well, let's do it. So, this episode is brought to you by our good friends at Tone Tubby Speakers. Uh, it's tonetubby.com. Right. They uh, they sent us these badass little cabinets. They're called the Studio Slayers, these little one by eight cabs, and I finally... They're so small. They're, they're small, easy to... They're light. uh They fit perfectly in my studio. My studio is crammed with a bunch of gear like most studios are. I was able to either put it in my garage or put it in uh, like a hallway and sort of isolate it. And uh, I sort of had my first week of sessions with it this week. And it literally, I'm not fronting you guys, it's bad to the bone. It really is, man. I mean, I only had about a day or two to mess with
0: mine before I left for this tour. And I immediately, and I think you did the same thing, because you recently got a uh, a late 60s baseman, Fender baseman. Yep. Uh, I've got an early 70s Fender baseman head, and I, I plugged it into this Tone Tumby cab, I got out two pedals to run in front of it. One is a Boss Super Overdrive, which is usually one of my main overdrives. And, of course, the Boss Metal Zone. Mm. <laughs> and honestly, I, I, I actually sent a video to, to Jonathan, who works for Tone Tubby, who uh, hooked all this up. And uh, I sent him a clip of me playing um, Shortest Straw. And he wanted to post it so bad, but I missed one note and I wouldn't let him do it. Uh. <laughs> I told him we were going to do some more proper demo stuff when I got back in town together. And uh, and he was stoked on that. Yeah, so. we're going to have but some they, fun with they that. Really they really sound amazing for what uh, th- this tiny little cabinet to hemp cone speaker, uh, which allows, if those of you don't know, most speakers are made from, from a paper, uh, with hemp. It allows more flexibility because the speaker moves when you play through the cabinet. Um, I-, I was blown away at how big this little tiny speaker sounded.
1: Yeah. Why? Well, the first thing I did, cause I, you're right. I just gotten that. I got a, this fucking badass 67 basement head. So I, of course, if you get for those gear nerds out there, the most exciting thing on the front end of that was me just cranking that head, no pedals, and yeah. uh, pleasantly surprised to see that the the studio Slayer cabinet like can hang with the bass response. When it started to break up and get crunchy, it was saturated, badass. Then of course I put my spaceship pedal board in front of it, and man, I like had to like I had to actually stop. <laughs> I had to rip myself away from it and actually like focus on the work I needed to do instead of just playing <laughs> yeah. like you know sanitarium for 10 hours straight. i know
0: it's it's oh, yeah yeah it, it really it really like uh same thing it had me stuck in my studio for a, at least an hour or two and i was like oh shit i gotta do laundry and pack for tour i gotta leave tomorrow so uh I, i'm excited to get home and mess with it even more so thanks again to tone tubby for, for hooking this up and for you gear nerds out there that are interested in this go to tone check it out and in uh, probably a couple weeks we'll be posting some uh,
1: little clips on Instagram of us using those things yep and and thanks again to Jonathan for he's a fan of the show and and reached out to us and definitely gave us a sweet hook up with that we're really grateful to you Jonathan
0: yeah very grateful
1: all right our pick contest we're about to do the pick contest you guys know what the fucking deal is with the pick contest for everyone who leaves us a positive review over on iTunes we will send you five glorious metal up your podcast picks, three with our logo, one with Ethan's visage on it. You like how I said visage? Does that mean stunningly good looks? Yeah, I think it means face. Maybe it's visage. I'm, I'm just not face, I'm not okay. very cultured. I don't know. Ethan's face, my <laughs> face. what what's you're gonna hear is you're gonna hear me read your name in the pit contest, and then you send us an email, metal up your podcast show at gmail.com. With your name and address, and with the subject "pick contest," and we will email these to you free of motherfucking charge. Free. All right. Wow, Clint. Yeah, I'm talking f r e e e e free motherfucker. Yeah, don't
0: don't fall into some FOMO on this thing. Hell okay? no. You got to you got to you got to strike while that iron is hot.
1: You guys got to get in on that free stuff. Yeah. Here are the here are the winners this week. Uh, Naserbeam Jubs ninety eight. What up, Jubs? Jobs, Bruce, Sacrifice, Derek, Damager. Oh,
0: hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh-huh. Bruce, Sacrifice. I'm fairly certain that is uh, Bruce Fitzhugh from the band Living Sacrifice. Oh, cool. Who, who is who, who is a friend and uh, one day will be a guest on our show. We we've, we've already talked to him about it and he's
1: down. Does Bruce does Bruce live in town? He li- he lives south of Nashville. He's down in Spring Hill. I okay. Believe. What up, Bruce from Living Sacrifice? For those of you who don't know, Living Sacrifice is a very cool metal band. Uh, I once saw them in a very CD little cool club in Birmingham playing with Stavesaker and Project 86. They, uh, yeah, those, those dudes are rip, man. They're so good. Oh, if you was, haven't heard them, it was no joke. You have to listen to them. Yeah, it was no joke. All right, Bruce Sacrifice, Derek Damager, Epic Cat, Captain Pios, and Peoria Alex, who I'm guessing is a man or a woman who lives in Peoria, Illinois. I'm guessing that's, I think you're right, man. So you guys are our winners. You guys have just won the free stuff. Uh, if you just heard your name, again, just to reiterate, send us an email, meddle up your podcast show at gmail.com with your name and address, and we will send you the stuff. And thank you guys so much, by the way. We're at like 80 reviews. That's amazing. And lest you uh, think our podcast is all this sort of self-aggrandizing bullshit, once we get to 100, we will stop uh, talking about it. Yeah, we will. So we promise. help me, help you help me never talk about that again.
0: I want you to help me. All right. Moving on. Our social media stuff as we are repetitive about every week. uh, You can follow us on Twitter at Metal Up Your Cast. Instagram, Metal Up Your Podcast. Facebook.com slash Metal Up Your Podcast. Email, of course, is MetalUpYourPodcastShow at gmail.com. That's the easiest way to get a hold of us. And if you want to support support the show financially, go to Patreon.com slash MetalUpYourPodcast. And speaking of new patrons, Clint, do we have any? We
1: have three new patrons this week. Jason Richardson. What? Thomas Joswiak and Hoops. All right. Thanks guys Men, for supporting the show. Thank you guys so much. We, uh, we mentioned it every time, but we use that stuff to sort of help keep the podcast running. There's all all sorts of associated costs with doing this kind of shit. And, uh, yeah. we've also been getting some pretty sweet metal up your podcast merch that we are about to drop on you guys soon. And I, and I can't wait to see
0: those koozies in person when I get home. Clint recently posted a photo since I've been gone, um, uh, on Instagram of the box of koozies and they look, fucking awesome yep. and i cannot wait to put a beer inside
1: one of them we've got 200 of them yes stickers koozies a banner shirts patches pics the works and all that is really seriously made possible by the people who patron the show so a sincere yeah. sincere grateful thank you to all of you folks yeah and thanks again to 85 supply dot uh, com if you want to check them out uh
0: some good friends of ours who are a printing company who made that happen they're based in nashville so they do good quality stuff so check them out to 85 supply.com you know what it is it's a family
1: it's the metal up it your po- it's the metal up your
0: podcast family it really is <clears throat> it's the metpod family <laughs> i like how you just abbreviated that did uh, i think i was just creating a new hashtag yeah
1: hashtag metpod uh, maybe fam. i don't know met pod fam uh, <laughs> Here's the, thing well, about let's, the, let's, here's the thing about the socials I'll just say real quick We mention it every week And maybe you guys kind of glaze over when We mention that Ethan and I are actually doing Some pretty fun interactive stuff On Twitter and Instagram And you get to kind of see Visually kind of what our lives look like For example I just got my uh, show poster from St. Louis Framed with my snake pit pass And I put that on our Instagram And it looks really cool and you, It looks awesome And you can't see it Unless you go check it out Exactly So I'll just say that there
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to get into some emails. Yeah, let's get into some emails. I'll, uh, I can go ahead and start us off. All right. Our first email is from Sam Ward. Hey, Sam. Wait, are uh, you missing says, hey, one?
1: Clint. Are you missing one from Chris?
0: Uh, oh, you are correct. I went ahead and scrolled down. And, uh, You're scrolly. Got, sorry. Sorry. I got real scrolly. You got scrolly. <clears throat> so, rewinding real quick. Our first email comes from Chris Nace, I believe. Nace. How you pronounce your last name? It's a cool last name. Uh, Chris from St. Louis here. I'm sure he was at the show. I'm about to find out. Been having a blast flying through all your episodes the past week and a half. Uh, and I watched the s for the first time in at least 15 years yesterday. Uh, around the time of its, released, uh, its release, this record never left my dad's CD player unless it was uh, to change discs. <laughs> if you ever had a multi-disc player in your car, you probably know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we must have listened to it together a couple hundred times. I'm also... Um, uh, I am so deep in Metallica love right now that I'm in danger of permanent whiplash. Ha ha ha. P.S. Outlaw Torn. <laughs> that's that's his postscript. Just the words Outlaw Torn. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, I like um, I that, like
1: that the I like that little jab of that joke. It's just real simple. P.S. Outlaw Torn. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> no, that's cool, Chris. Uh, what a cool thing that you and your dad got to listen to that a, a couple hundred times together. That's a pretty cool experience to to share that love of one band
1: together. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and use the word hero for your dad. Yeah, heroizing let us know if, you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let us and write us back and let us know if your dad does or does not wear a cape. I would. I'm just curious.
1: <laughs> like under his under his like outfit is just like superman yeah. Superman's outfit.
0: That's one of those like those, those common sayings now where, where people say you know not all heroes wear capes, and I actually think it's funny most of the time. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's probably really it's probably really old, but every once in a while I say it, and uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and say that uh,
1: if I had to put some money down on it, Chris's dad probably wears a cape. But you like you know the actual heroes who do wear capes that are sitting around somewhere, like yeah, but some of us do. goddammit. Yeah, hey, I've got a cape on. I've been wearing this cape my whole fucking life. Now it's cool to not wear a cape. <laughs> alright thanks Chris for the email our next email is from Sam Ward hey Clint Nathan, longtime listener first time emailer gotta say I totally think you guys are doing an awesome job at spreading infectious energy with your comfortably conversational podcast I'm treating your album episodes like a class and listening to both your take and the record as you go so awesome to revisit each song would love to hear you guys try and objectively rank the top 10 best Metallica songs not your favorites not the most brutal not the best selling etc just the best Seeing as you are both talented and accomplished writers and musicians, I would love to hear your breakdowns of your picks for the 10 best Metallica songs. Mm. I live in East Nashville as well. Oh, cool. Oh, very nice. I'd we'll love to buy you some beers or passion fruit vodka and talk all things Metallica with you sometimes. Sorry for the novel, but I do love the show and the band. Keep up the great work. Looking forward to hearing from y'all. Glad, uh, glad to have you in the neighborhood. Very cool. Dude, that's, that's, man, Sam, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure we could go up to Mickey's Tavern on Gallatin Road and uh, ask for a couple of Passion Fruit Vodka
1: shots. You think they have Passion Fruit at Mickey's? I doubt it. No, dude. They, you would ask for Passion Fruit Vodka at Mickey's, and they would just slowly slide you a Miller High Life. Like. <laughs> they would they would do that, or or they would call you a pedal tavern to get, take you downtown to Broadway.
0: <laughs> They're like, hey, why don't you go hang out with all the bachelorette parties, boy.
1: Dude, speaking of pedal taverns, what the
0: fuck is up with pedal taverns? Uh, I, li- I literally an hour ago was sitting out in front of the ho- my hotel in Berlin and one drove by and I was like, my God, they're everywhere.
1: You know, yeah. Hey, here's here's a, Here's my idea of a good time. I want to drink a bunch of beer, but while I'm doing it, I want to basically fucking pedal myself and 10 other people around a city. <laughs> Yeah, it's honestly, at least in Nashville, um, some
0: of you can let us, let us know if it's common in your city, but in Nashville, it's such a popular thing with uh, bachelorette parties. I've gotten stuck behind them driving through downtown and it's just a bunch of like woo girls on the thing and they're just drinking and pedaling. And, uh, I know they're electric powered and I, what I've heard is that when the the other passengers are pedaling, it's not really much effort, but you're helping charge the battery. Well, I don't even want to do that. It's still dumb. At least they're keeping it green, I guess. I don't know.
1: <laughs> you know all their conversations, too, were like, oh, my God, Becky, the other day, said the silliest thing. And then Karen was at brunch, and we're just pedaling the pedal tavern. Oh, my gosh, Karen was there? Oh, my no God, do you not believe what Karen said? She looked like shit. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sam is basically saying... She is such a bitch sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love her, but seriously...
0: I mean, do you remember back at prom when she just like totally snaked that guy?
1: Oh my god! <sighs> remember what she did to Dan and and Tony? <laughs> Literally, I, I died. I died. Oh, anyway, let's get some brunch.
0: Uh... Anyways, let's go to our next email from Jelena. <laughs> <laughs> just do the whole show as Beck as Becky, the the bitchy girl. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Sam, thank you for the email. And uh, yeah, we would love to
1: grab beer sometime in the neighborhood. That'd be awesome. And we, and we, you know, his idea about doing an episode on like the 10 sort of objectively best songs. I don't know if that's possible. I mean, we, you know what I mean? like, It'd be tough. He says, not your favorites. Okay, cl- scratch that off. Not the most brutal. Scratch that off. And not the best selling. So, like, I don't know what the criteria would be if we're scratching off all these things, you know?
0: maybe Maybe best as in just like best musically, like best most technical, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe elaborate a little bit more, Sam, and we can. Uh, I think, or we'll maybe we can meet up for some passion for vodka and discuss it further when I get home. There
1: we go. There we go. There's a solution.
0: All right, our next email. Yeah, our next email is from Jelena. Hey guys, just wanted to say hi. I'm listening to the latest episode right now, and what I most definitely did not expect to hear was I will be in Croatia next week. You see, I just happened to be from Croatia. She's talking about me being in Croatia last week. Um, I first learned about your podcast on Reddit. Um, when you do the what if episode, I asked, what if Kirk had lo- uh, hadn't had lost his phone? I still have some catching up to do, but I've loved every episode so far. Please keep up the good work. Your Croatian fan, Jelena. Well, Jelena, uh, I got to say, uh, speaking of Croatia, it is one of the most beautiful countries I've ever been to. I got to go for the second time just last week, had a day off there and uh, met up with some old friends who I played a show with about 12 years ago there. And um, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, the price is good when you're going out to eat or drink. Uh, people are friendly. You live in an extremely beautiful place. And I'm, I'm sorry that by the time you heard that episode, I was already out of Croatia because I would have met up for some passion fruit vodka.
1: Well, maybe in 12 years, you'll go back and you'll hang out with Jelena. I can't wait, man. I'll be pushing 50. It'll be great. <clears throat> Thanks for the email, Jelena. It's nice to hear from our international fans. Yeah. Uh, Jason Berry writes, pa- Clint's pawpaw character is pure gold. And then he quotes my line, uh, tell you what he's got two tickets to is the gun show. It's officially my favorite line from the podcast thus far. I kept rewinding it and listening to that part over and over and laughed so hard that the sword from Metallica's original debut album artwork fell out of my ass. <laughs> my gosh <laughs> that's well, which, great. which begs the question what was it doing up there <laughs> all this time it's been a while yeah well he, I was talking to him and we were telling a joke around the table and he laughed so hard that a sword fell out of his asshole and I said I
0: think <laughs> I think I know the sword you're speaking of
1: is it the sword of destiny or what sword is it, Torben? Uh, I
0: I think it's the sword of wisdom.
1: How he keeps wisdom in his bong and falls out because he laughs it too hard. If you
0: wipe your ass hard enough, you'll get a wiser. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know where that came from. I think, I think it's just because I was in Denmark yesterday and I was looking for Torben and couldn't find him. You went on the old the old classic Torben hunt. Yeah, I, I, uh, nobody. I posted a photo on Instagram of landing in in Denmark, like this beautiful shot of the ocean and some boats. And uh, all I did
1: at the very end, I just hashtagged Lars Ulrich and nobody nobody commented on it. it. I can just see you, you like roaming through the wilderness, shouting Torben's name. Torben, Torben, Torben. <laughs> Even though I think am pretty sure he lives in the Bay Area, like near Lars now.
0: <laughs> Torb. <laughs> Yo, Torb. Just walking into every every pub, or every like library. Hey, like, hey, guys. Have you seen Torben Ulrich?
1: in Tor- here? Torb.
0: Uh and then like and then like eight eight guys turn out the bar. Yes, that's us.
1: <laughs> yes, we're we're all here. <laughs> Torben is like as common as the name, of John in Denmark. Right. Uh thanks for the email, Jason Barry, and uh good luck getting that sword back up in your butt. Yeah, good luck with that. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, I, I, I like that
0: the end of Jason's uh, uh, email, he says, "Sino in iOS, you can listen to podcasts at different speeds. Have you guys ever listened to a podcast at half speed? It's hilarious and makes you guys sound drunk. Well, or you could say more drunk. Yeah, I was about to say, sep- usually-
1: several of our episodes, we sound drunk.
0: Yeah, and usually when when we're both in town, we'll we'll have, as you know, a, a bit to drink
1: while we do these things. But, um,
0: well, that's awesome. I'm going to try that on on a, another
1: podcast. If you, that, if you guys want to hear a prime example of me and Ethan being a, a little toasty, go listen to that Jason Newstead episode. Yeah, and just go ahead and fast forward to the last seven <laughs> minutes. <laughs> that's where the good. That's where the good
0: sauce is. Oh yeah, that's podcast gold right there. Um, cool. Our next email is from Thelmo Rego. How about that for that's a name? A, that's a bitchin' name. Bidgin'. Yeah, I love it um hello clinton ethan my name is thelmo we know now uh, i recently discovered your podcast and blast uh, blasted through the entire thing i absolutely love it you, um <clears throat> excuse me uh you two have a have great banter and vibe off each other really nicely i'm also a podcast host with a show very similar to yours about my other favorite band dream theater called dream theater radio podcast very cool Thelmo. that's awesome um i've been a huge metallica fan since i was a kid um it's the band that got me into get, uh, playing guitar and producing music, so I have a lot to, to thank them for. Also, Metallica was a massive influence on Dream Theater, so without them, they wouldn't exist. Uh, if you would ever like a guest on the show to talk some Metallica with you guys, um, or either one of you or both would like to come on my show, it would be an honor for me. I think fans of my show would really dig yours and vice versa. Thanks for taking time to read my email. Thelmo Rego. Dude, well, first of all, congrats on having a podcast about Dream Theater. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, unfortunately I've never really been a dream theater fan uh I've seen like videos and I've heard like, I've heard their music but um not really my slice of pizza I guess but, um I would I'm sure both of us would be happy to be a guest in your podcast but I don't know if we could hang in dream theater land
1: yeah well I think he means like we could talk about Metallica I actually didn't know that uh Metallica influenced dream theater I've I've always like as a guitar guy like been sort of mildly fascinated with John Petrucci and Mike Portnoy. Of course, is yeah. a massive Beatles freak, and he was in kind of a tribute Beatles band for a while. So I always had an oh, affinity cool. for Mike too. Even though know, I, I know Mike's not in the band, I guess anymore. Anyway, uh, I did go check out Thelma's podcast, and it, I, I I didn't listen as like a huge Dream Theater fan, but it's a legit podcast. It's, it's this dude is very. Uh, he's in real deep with that band. His podcast seems to have a lot of good content. So if you dudes do like Dream Theater, go check it out. And Thelmo, hell yeah, we want to be on your show, motherfucker. Yeah, man. As long as we can talk about metallica. Down.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could I could say
1: the name Dream Theater a bunch. I know. <laughs> just just saying Dream Theater in Torben's accent yeah. for an hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs> Dream Theater. And in terms of you coming on the show, like so so we've talked in past episodes about guests and stuff, and I know we had Paul Moak on. We talked about the living sacrifice guy, Bruce. Uh, we're getting to that. I think what we've kind of decided is maybe this first year is kind of looking like building trust, building our fans, talking about the meat and potatoes of Metallica, really letting you guys get to know Ethan and I, and then I think For next sure, year yeah. is going to be kind of the big year of, of guests. So
0: yeah, 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 and and you know, obviously things could change, and if if the circumstances, you know worked out you know we might have a guest here and there but um and we're still trying to work out certain things it's been tough you know working out how to get people on the show that aren't in Nashville and lately you know Clint and I have both been on the road <clears throat> excuse me I'm coughing a lot I've been on airplanes all day Yeah, you dying you okay <laughs> um I'm dying I'm dying oh, I'm Dead. Um well now that we're dead but you know now that we're dead um I guess I'm to dream no more um <laughs> Good old Metallica puns. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, all all that to say, uh, I've been gone forever, and it's all that kind of stuff is put on hold because I'm not in town right now. So we'll we'll get to it, and we'll we'll make it right, and have some awesome guests coming up.
1: All right. Thanks, Thelmo. Our next email comes from Jordan Sirocco. Hey guys, love the show. I've enjoyed doing full listens of Metallica's albums thanks to the podcast. Something interesting I've noticed was the congas used on the first half of Bleeding Me, which I did not know there were congas there. And we just did the oh, load Bleeding episode. Me. Yeah, there actually are. I've been reading through the... Uh, dude, I got this fucking awesome book called So What, which is like the best of the So What magazine that Metallica puts out. Uh, oh, nice. You gotta... Ch- dude, you gotta check it out. It's one of the best Metallica books I've ever read. Um, oh, that's awesome. Tons of interviews with the band and stuff, and they actually talk about the, the congas on Bleeding Me. So, uh, kudos to you, Jordan, for noticing that. Uh, he says, it's so weird hearing all the layers of Metallica songs that never get played live. Anyway, when you guys do the Some Kind of Monster episode, I implore you guys to listen to the commentary tracks for the movie. There are two, one with the filmmaker filmmakers and one with the band. Both have cool insights into the behind the scenes of the film, plus it's cool to hear the band casually talk about one of their roughest times. As an unabashed St. Anger defender, I find it amusing that you guys dread listening to St. Anger when you still have to listen to Lulu. <laughs> Jordan from Kona, Hawaii, New Jersey. He's right. Very cool. He's right about Lulu. That That one's... More that's, stinky. That's true. It's the more stinky one. I,
0: it's probably the, the stinky. It's the stinkiest. I, I mean, it's the turd. I would say. I mean, if, if there's a, if there's an episode in the future where we rank every Metallica release, you know, Lulu,
1: I can already tell you will be at the, at, the, at the bottom. But Lulu doesn't really count, man. It was like an experimental side project collaboration with Lou Reed. Yeah. Meta- nice. Saint Anger was Metallica's sincere attempt to deliver their eighth Metallica record. Right. So it's, it's stinky in a whole new, whole different way in a way that hurts more.
0: Okay. Yeah. um, I,
1: I just, I don't want to talk about Lulu. (laughs) The commentary for the film that he mentions is really good. And there's also a book, Joe Joe Berlinger put out a book called, I think it's called this monster lives. I can't remember, but he put out a book about, about the making of the film, which has a ton of great insights Ethan and I don't like Saint Anger and uh but we love the that era of it and we love the documentary course, yeah. we love just the saga. So I I want to know everything about that era. Right. I just don't want to listen to the result right. of that era. I agree. I'm in the same boat.
0: <laughs> um well Jordan, thank you for the email. That that's that's some cool stuff in there. Um I definitely want to I want to listen to the, the uh, commentary on that movie. Thanks Jordan. And we Uh next email is Patrick from Sweden. Sweden. I mean, he spelled it like S- Sweden. Uh, hello guys. First, I want to say that the load episode was great. Um, the top ten album cover episode was also great. Nerdy stuff like album covers is always awesome to think about. Also, love the off topic, off topic stuff. It um, can get a bit random at times, but it's always funny. Peace from Patrick in Sweden. Uh, very cool. Thanks for thanks for writing in, man. Uh, we equally love the nerdy off topic stuff as well.
1: Thank you, Patrick from Sweden
0: uh thank you patrick from sweden (laughs) from denmark (laughs) all right Uh, your neighbor to the south
1: (laughs) john Sturm writes in hey guys great show as always i was interested to hear what you came uh, came up with no surprise that clint went with load at number one what was a surprise is that you left out garage inc snm and through the never and live shit any particular reason for that well through the never and snm and live shit are live records uh and garage Inc is a covers record so i think we just wanted to keep it to the yeah. 10 studio <clears throat> ten, yeah lps exactly uh i love all those i love SM's uh artwork i love through the never garage is okay and the live shit binge and purge road case box set thing is one of the coolest things they've ever done in terms oh, of oh it's so cool so it's so cool we're, we're going to talk about all that on a later episode he writes for sure uh, another great show quick suggestion when you do your reload episode, you have to play the game that is a staple of the Met forums. I'm not familiar with this. To this day, new posts on this topic cause a rolling of the eyes from the old guard. It's this. If you had to combine load and on, reload into one album, what songs would you choose? If you want to do it by the book, you can only do 79 minutes of music, or you can just choose your favorite 9, 12, 14, etc. Keep up the excellent work. Okay. We're going to do it. Well, ta- yeah, we're yeah, going to do it. we talked about that. It, what do we call it? Re-reload or unload? I, unload? I th- I like, well, we call it unload because of, of Paul. Because my friend Paul Moak. Yeah. yeah, Paul Moke, I, he, oh, oh. He, I don't think he'll mind me saying this. He once uh, he he had had a little bit to drink, and he once very sincerely referred to reload as unload. Yeah, and we have not man. We ate his ass alive about that immediately. Yeah, we were on like totally. a group text. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he was like, "Oh my god, I'm never going to live it down." And me and Ethan were like, "No, sir." Yeah, exactly.
0: I think we still give them shit for it, too. So Yeah, we're, we're doing it right uh, so, now. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. We're doing it like, on, on our podcast, which will go out to the world.
1: Sorry, Paul. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Uh, yeah, we're going to do that episode. It's It's i mean he's saying it gets kind of played out in the forums but here's the deal it's a really fun thought experiment if you love the band it's, it's really fun. fun to think about that any band that's made a big ass double record even with the white album it's fun to say okay if we made one album out of this ryan adams cold roses is another one that comes to mind so yeah totally uh thanks john yeah thank you
0: john uh our next <clears> email is from darth leviosa who is your buddy uh who was at also uh shared the experience at the st louis show yep with you um he says hello man it's me hello men <laughs> men we are men hello, hello man i it's am me a man Adam. god damn it <laughs> from st louis <laughs> um uh, Dean and I've have been have seeing the St. Louis show and now Chicago, and I wanted to share some thoughts on what I believe to go down is the biggest missteps in Metallica lore. I'm not talking Napster level, but still, um, I had heard of the Drum Circle before. I attended the St. Louis show, and it sounded kind of ridiculous. And the pictures I saw looked kind of ridiculous, but I was willing to give it a chance. Maybe it would uh, sound really cool live. Um, when it started, all all I could do was laugh. Insane maniacal laughter (laughs) it was more ridiculous than I ever imagined I was laughing too hard to really gauge the audience reaction flash forward two weeks I'm in Chicago prepared for the spectacle yep still ridiculous but I look around and people are just not into it it's like a giant game of freeze tag just broke out (laughs) (laughs) he's right he's kind of right yeah he, he is right um yeah you and I both have seen it and it's just I'm sure the guys think it's cool. They came up with it. They had somebody custom make those big drums that have electronic pads in them with different sounds and they're really cool pieces, but they just, I just don't think it's executed well. And to me, it's just kind of a bore part of the show. Um, but he goes on to say, they're just standing there looking bored. Um, time really started to drag out and the drums just wouldn't stop. Lars comes out, comes dancing out and conducts the other band members just cringe inducing. He's
1: right. I I felt cringy at that too. Yeah, I did too.
0: Um, if it was longer, that'd be a good time to go get a beer. But it's not that long, so um, it could have gone on for much longer. And I'm glad it didn't. Um, anyways, you said uh, aside from this, the entire drum circle bit completely ignores the dynamic of the song. The in- instrumental break right before normally builds up to the chorus, but instead it, it builds up and then just peters out while the band members get into position and play a very boring drum beat. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think Darth, I think you're uh, spot on with this. Um, but he, he ends the email by saying, "All that being said, I love both shows. They sounded great. The spectacle was something to behold. Everyone had a great time. Uh, we wouldn't be hardcore Metallica fans if we didn't
1: criticize something, right? You are correct. Uh, Keep up the great work. Yours in metal, Darth. He's absolutely right. Part of part of love, we're truly loving something, is having the courage and freedom and uh, the wherewithal to criticize it. Yeah, we're not just drinking Kool Aid. We fucking love this band. We're 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 in deep with them. We're on the journey with them." And yeah, you got to be able to call it, call it like it is, man. And that drum circle just, I, he, you know, Darth, Darth humorously says he thinks it'll go down as one of their biggest missteps, but I don't know if it's quite that bad, but.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's that bad, Darth. Uh, it doesn't work, respect. though. It's it's just, it, it's a small, like
1: two to three minute thing in, in a live show of one
0: of many tours, yeah. you know?
1: Yep. I I, I don't <clears> think they'll <throat> ever do it again. I think he's right about that. I don't, I don't, I think they're just letting it ride for the stadium tour. <laughs> yeah, um, totally. Thanks, Darth. Always hey, good to hey, hear hey, from pl- our buddy, Darth.
0: Always good. Yeah. And and, uh, glad you enjoy those shows. Um, Hey, Clint, I got a question for you. What
1: time is it? I think it's time for Letters from Samim. (laughs) All right. You just you just heard our our new segment jingle for Samim.
0: Hang on, I, I got to give Clint all the credit. Don't say our jingle. I I, I was yesterday. I, I was in Denmark, and Clint randomly texts me. I'm at the at our show at this festival. Uh, I was actually watching Jimmy Eat World when he sent it to me, and um, and I walked off stage and put it up to my head and laughed so hard because it's Clint created this thing without me knowing and sent it to me and it was fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, I was I was in between sessions in my studio and I put together that little black metal jingle so. Now we have it. Well, you, you did a fantastic job. Here's what our friend Samim has to say. He says, Hi, I was very happy to see a Top 10 albums Covers episode. I'd actually suggested it to Clint a while back, though I'm sure he doesn't remember what with all the avalanche of fan interactions you now constantly live under. Uh, I did not remember that, Samim. My apologies. But I can always we can always count on Samim to be very thorough. Uh, very. He's got a good mind on him. He says, Before my own list, though, two things about the Load episode. Number one, Poor Twisted Me is one of my favorite hidden gems, so I was pleasantly surprised to hear you not dismiss it straight away like most other fans do. Number two, Outlaw Torn's outro, how dare you? Just how dare you? We dared. We received... We received actually, Ethan, I think you and I are the only people I've ever talked to that think that Outlaw Torn is a little too long. That's all. Yeah, um... I, I don't know what to say to it. it j- I just feel that it is.
0: And I don't, you know, I don't care for the <laughs> outro. then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stand my ground and bite my pillow.
1: I'm like, oh, that was man. my second Waiting for a Guffman uh, reference, by the way. Yep. I didn't get that one either. <laughs> uh, so what Samim did is he ranked his album covers, which I'll read some of them. But he, he elaborated on a few of them that I, that I wanted to read because Samim is a poet and uh, I love his take on things. He ranks it. Oh, well, he has eleven here. Why? Oh, he included Lulu. Yeah, Samim always includes Lulu because I, I think Samim likes Lulu. Hey, Even Samim, Clun- we just we, <laughs> Clint just wrote a damn jingle for you, dude. What are you doing, Samim? All right, so he have has, some respect. Yes, he, <laughs> he has eleven. Uh, he put reload, and he says it's a nondescript but glossier version of the load cover. Uh, Number 10, he has Death Magnetic, and he writes, I mean, it's a vagina from the 70s, and it's not even a metaphorical (laughs) vagina, pointing to the circularity of life or whatever. It's just a regular, unkempt vagina. Now, it's not all bad, as I really like the updated logo, and I'm sure if vaginas were made out of soil and had magnetic properties, they would look exactly (laughs) like that. So it's well made, I guess. But the drop shadow on the coffin and the aluminum reflection of the logo screams Photoshop 101, which you don't like. You don't like that either, the aluminum...
0: Yeah, I, I commented about just kind of that chrome look. I just didn't really uh, I didn't really care
1: for. Samim says it screams of Photoshop 101. Oh, yeah. Number nine, he has hardware. Number eight is Black Album. Now, I, I wanted to read what he wrote about the Black Album. He says, not that I want to get all political, but as a European, I have an instinctual dislike of any overt displays of nationalism. And as a Middle Easterner, that feeling gets even more accentuated when that display is coming from the U.S. So I'm simply unable to harbor any real love for the Gadsden flag. I wouldn't want to be uncharitable and dismiss the fact that the Gaston flag doesn't necessarily have to be a symbol of boneheaded jingoism, and that its history goes all the way back to the American Revolution, to much earlier times than its eventual almost exclusive appropriation by the more hawkish parts of the American right. And I might be missing a ton of other subtleties since I don't live there, but still, lyrics like, never begins it, never is so laughable in the face of history that I can't help but put this down so low. As pure graphics, though, the cover is undeniably iconic, and I especially love the arms-crossed image of the band inside. I thought I thought that was insightful commentary.
0: Very, very insightful. <clears throat> and, and it's and it's really cool to hear uh, someone's opinion that's uh, not only not American, but from much further east than, you know, England, Germany, whatever. Um, yeah, that's very cool. I've I've never actually heard anybody mention so, uh, something about that.
1: Well, and i, I share some of his uh, I share some of the distaste for the "Don't tread on me." Like to to secure peace is to pre- prepare for war, and some of that bothers me too. But anyway, he has number seven, Saint Anger, number six, All. five, Master Puppets, four, Lulu, three, Load, two, Ride, and number one, Justice. And that is our segment. Letters from Samim. Thank you, Samim. <laughs> Thanks, Samim. Okay, <laughs> so man, that took longer than normal. Let's get into this S and M two fantasy set list. We've all done it. You've listened to S and M and you've thought, why had the why why, did, why didn't they play Fade the Goddamn Black? And
0: exactly. then you thought why, why didn't they play they play Goddamn,
1: why they play motherfucking <laughs> Creeping Death? And then you've thought I could come up with a uh, you know, pristine, beautiful, wonderful listening experience called S and M two. You've thought about oh, yeah. it. We've thought about it, and we're gonna read you our motherfucking lists. That's right. We definitely are. I uh, I spent some time on this uh, uh,
0: this morning in my hotel when I was still in Denmark, and then on the plane today, on the very long forty minute flight to Berlin. Um, yeah, it, it's it's it was fun to do, and also I, I felt pretty challenging.
1: Yeah, it, it is. It it, it um, was a challenge. I, I feel I feel like this this could easily change in a week well here's the challenge the challenge is twofold number one you want to represent their catalog right you want to represent their career number yeah. two you have to think about the flow of a show and the dynamic of a show right so you've yeah. sort of got two things that you're juggling um i say what we do is we each do our disc one then we each do our disc two right okay do who do who should go first um, I'm happy to go
0: first. And right. Now, here's the, other, here's the other thing that you and I had, had uh, texted each other about. Y- you had reminded me, hey, uh, yours is 21 songs, right? And I said, yes, 21 including The Ecstasy of Gold, because that is the intro no matter what, right? Or did uh, you do 21
1: totally different songs? I included Ecstasy of Gold as one of the 21. Okay, good. So I did too. Oh, okay. Nice. No problem. Yeah, no, I I
0: was just making sure that you didn't do 21 and also Ecstasy of Gold as the intro. Because if you do, if, if to be meticulous, you look at the track listing, that's track one, you know?
1: Yeah, we did it by the book. We both did it by the book. Okay. Very cool. So let's hear your disc one and, uh, we can, we, we can just see what kind of conversations fly from this. And then disc one is, uh, technically
0: is 11 on disc one.
1: It's 11 on disc one and 10 on disc two.
0: Okay. All right. So, obviously, Ecstasy of Gold. Okay. Yep. I think everyone's going to put that at number one. (laughs) That just has to be number one. Okay. So, I have them in in, uh, the same vein as the original S&M opening with an instrumental, and I have them opening with Orion. Yeah. I, I had the same. Yeah, and, and the reason I did that is I thought how cool would it be so that on the Master Puppets record, that intro is Cliff's bass. How cool would it be if if Michael Kamen were still around or if, or if someone like um, Hans Zimmer was conducting an orchestra and they uh, wrote some really, really beautiful part that was basically what Cliff recorded on the record but with mm. a full orchestra. Lars slowly comes in, the band starts to walk out, you get chills and then all of a sudden they go into Orion. Yeah. It's great And I I think that 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 middle bass solo part With the harmonies Would sound
1: Insanely beautiful With an orchestra I I 100% agree Like the only other options For this would be To live is to die Or suicide and redemption And it's gotta be Orion It just I mean It has to be Orion Yeah I agree I think Cthulhu I think Cthulhu was the right call For the first S&M But Orion's a real close second Totally Yeah definitely
0: Um, And then uh, track two I have Creeping Death
1: (laughs) I do too Really, I swear to nice. God, <laughs> man! How about that one-two um,
0: punch with the symphony, dude? Shit, I know exactly. Okay, my number three, my my track three might surprise you uh, because they didn't do any of this on the on the on the first uh, album. I say it like this album exists on S and um, I have four horsemen. Okay, cool. I love the song, and I was listening Especially to it today. Especially that middle I, section would be so killer in the symphony. Exactly. Even even the chorus, you know, it's a beautiful. I think it's a really uh, beautiful sounding chorus. If you played it on acoustic, you know, horsemen are drawing nearer, another steed they yeah. ride.
1: Um, I think that'd be great. Well, they have they've done they've done four horsemen acoustic, and it actually works pretty well. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, track four. I, and now, my track one through four is basically like old school Metallica fan heaven. So my track four is Harvester of Sorrow. Love it. Oh shit, that's perfect. I I did not include that, but that would be great. That's prime yeah, for a
1: symphony.
0: That was, I I agree. Yeah. I, I was I I tried my best to listen to um a lot of these songs as I was kinda ordering it and imagining a symphony behind it. And I thought Harvester of Sorrow would have would sound so good with a symphony behind yeah, it. Yeah, man. Good choice. Solid. And then coming out of Harvester of Sorrow, we we come to 'cause let's we're imagining that this is gonna be a current record sometime soon. Uh, in our in, in our in our fantasies here mm-hmm. so down now now you uh you give them a taste of the current record hardwired and uh have atlas rise yeah great um <clears throat> I think it would kind of have a you know how like uh, the the heavier parts of master of puppets on the fr- on sm have these almost kind of chaotic sounding strings and stuff um, before it gets to the bridge I, I I'd imagine something like that on atlas rise yeah I'm um, with you I'm loving this set list so far okay and then after that <clears throat> we have a really uh, get into the Black album here and I, and I love the intro to this song and I think it would sound great with a symphony behind it My Don't Tread Misery. On Me
1: oh Don't Tread On Me no
0: Don't Tread On Me cause you have the da 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 dun dun yep dun 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 with like timpanies and shit yes I think yeah. it sounds so good yeah Samim
1: probably wouldn't listen to that. He'd skip that track, I think. <laughs> He's um, he he politically obligated to not listen to that one. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Samim. Um,
0: now, and, and maybe, you know, in my ultimate fantasies, you know, maybe Jason Newstead would make
1: an appearance live, and he oh. would do the, don't tread on me. Shit. I didn't even think about cameos, bro. We got any treaders out there? <laughs> 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 um. No, I, I think that one would sound so good with a, a, a symphony behind it. Yeah, um, and that song doesn't get a lot of love, you know. And it does It, it, it kind of mirrors. I know we just did the Wolf of Man kind of joke, but it would kind of mirror the deep cut vibe, black album vibe that they did on the first one.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I will say, adding adding songs from the black album to this was tough because they basically played all the the, the, the main ones. hits. Yeah. 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 On on uh, S and M, they did so and
1: Nothing Else Matters, Rome, and Sabbat True. Yeah. And of Wolf and so, Man.
0: And of Wolf and Man, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I chose for my first of a few uh, Black Album tracks, Don't Tread on Me. Cool. So for my next track, I have King Nothing. And I think that uh, with an orchestra, with that eerie kind of feedback-y intro before the bass starts, would sound really cool with multiple instrumentation behind it.
1: Yeah, especially like like violin. Like violin's kind of doing that, the ambient thing that Kirk normally does. Yeah, it's a it's a
0: it's a very tense sounding thing. It's all it, it 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 I think allows for a good, almost eerie sounding buildup to to that great Jason bass line. Yep, I totally agree. Great choice. Yeah, so um, getting close to the end of disc one here. The next, I have uh, back to Hardwire. I got Halo on Fire. Nice,
1: great moment. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly think that. Uh, and this is in uh, I'm I'm at the end of disc one. I'm kind of. Not fully, but uh, you'll see what I'm talking about In a way, kind of slowing it down a little bit I would love to hear strings do that Oh, exactly I think it would sound great I think even in the verse, how quiet it is With James's vocals and that, that clean guitar par The drums are quieter I think a Indua. bunch of strings and,
1: yeah, I think there would be there would be so much cool stuff Happening behind that Yeah. Um, Halo, and Fire's, and then, Halo and Fire is mandatory On an SM2 as far as I'm concerned Yes, it's kind of like an instant classic. Yeah, it it definitely
0: is. Uh, And now I'm getting after "Hail and Fire." I think once that song ends, all of a sudden you have maybe kind of how Michael Kamen did on S and M. Sometimes you know he kind of he kind of added some instrumentation to the beginning of existing songs. You're not sure what they're going to start with. Maybe something along those lines that's building up some kind of you know creepy kind of strings some like horns and stuff and then all of a sudden james starts playing the intro intro to the uh, to the day that never comes nice so this is my first death magnetic track and they
1: don't give it a lot of love live anymore so no, they don't i would i
0: would love to hear <clears throat> an s&m version of this
1: yeah i would too it's it's another one primed for it it'd be beautiful yeah. so, uh, and it, it, even just as much as the first beautiful half even the thrashy half too
0: yeah, I think there would be some really <clears throat> cool stuff, because there's some really cool melodic stuff that Kirk plays on the end, um, cool harmony stuff. I think that uh, a, a really good uh, composer and conductor could to, could do wonders to the end of the song. And uh, capping off my disc one, um, in the same track four vein, I have them ending disc one with Sanitarium. Yeah, you love that oh. one. I do, and it will, and it's also another, I think, surprising uh, track that they didn't have on S and M.
1: Yeah, I know, I agree. Because
0: it, <clears> it, <throat> it, it, I mean, there's so much good melody in that in that song, vocally and uh, you know instrumentally. I was just really surprised because I, I mean, I could listen to that song and hear strings, and it's it's one of the ones that um, Apocalyptica has covered, just the four cellos, and it's beautiful,
1: nice. So. Do you want to go through your disc one and then we'll move to disc two? Yep. I'll do that. So you're you're Let's do it. you I'm I'm not criticizing your list, but you you are because I 'cause I don't know what you're gonna do on disc two yet, but you are kind of from Halo on Fire, Day Never Comes Sanitarium's kinda of downery world. It is downery world. <clears throat> um and I I, I don't
0: wanna I'm not want i am not going to give anything away here, but um going into disc two, it kinda of remains that way for a bit and gotcha. I was looking at the whole show kind of like almost like you know like a like a big valley like you're starting out on top kind of come down for a while in the middle and back yep. up the hill
1: so you'll see what i'm talking about when i get to end this too but let's hear your disc one all right cool so my disc one xc of gold lights come down all right we know all that just like you for the first two out of the gate orion creeping death <clears throat> i just think that Love shit it. is so strong i mean if i was of course if i was that 15 minutes into that show i'd be shitting for sure Uh, Oh, yeah. And we're going to keep the party rolling with what I think is another straight-up instant classic, Moth in the Flame. Moth in the Flame that early? That's great. Moth in the Flame track three. Well, it's track four, but counting XC of Gold. It's the third Metallica song. Well, Uh, assuming
0: this is going to be their next release.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. They're they're still promoting Hardwired. Right. Uh, Well, I just think that whether it was coming out soon or whether it was going to be in five years, I think that the instant classics on Hardwired are Moth and Halo. Yeah, agreed. And and Spit Out the Bone. Uh, So, Moth and the Flame. uh, So, we're still sort of up. We're in up world. Moth and the Flame burns down. Trash can, trash can, crescendo. The crescendo turns into the eerie King Nothing intro. There you go. Then we get some King Nothing, which, surprisingly, this is my only load representation. Because you know what? Really? Thankfully, the original S M was real heavy on load and reload. They gave us a lot of great shit from those records. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, we got fucking Devil's Dance, dude. That's crazy. They'll they will never play Devil's Dance again. Ever. <laughs> no. No. Um we do King Nothing. And then, uh, similar to your disc one, uh, but a little earlier, we kinda come down from King Nothing and we get the intro to the day that never comes, a little death magnetic love. Nice. I love that you threw that on threw that on there too. So we burn the ending thrashy part of Death Magnetic, of uh, Day That Never Comes Down, straight into boom, 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 ride the fucking lightning. Oh, man, with strings. With strings. Gosh. It would be one of the harder ones to pull off because that song is just so tight. But I think in the solo sections, where it would be really interesting.
0: Yeah, man, that would be so cool. There's a lot of great, great melodic solo. Uh, in yeah, that and song. just
1: imagine like all the strings following the bum 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 bum, you know, like anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So to kind of keep the early thrash vibes going, we've got uh, from Ride the Lightning into another song from your disc one, The Four Horsemen. Oh, you chose it too. I, I was did. curious to see if you would do anything from Kill 'Em All. I did. I chose. A f- I, yeah, you're going to be surprised at some of my choices. Yeah, I did. I did The Four Horsemen. And just like you, just mainly just because that middle part is, would be so cool to hear arranged for this. Yeah, for sure. Um, from the Four Horsemen into another. So so we've had like three big thrashy numbers. We're going to kind of mellow it out for this creepy intro to That Was Just Your Life. Another Death Ooh, Magnetic Ooh, That would be a great,
0: you know. Um, an orchestra playing that intro
1: with a heartbeat kind of thing. Yep, right. would be so bitching. So, and then, of course, we know that was just your life kind of is kind of a thrashy juggernaut. Track one from Death Magnetic had to be. Yeah. Return to form shit. So then we wind all that down. Crowd's going crazy. Everyone in the audience is shitting. Everyone has come prepared wearing uh, pampers. and they can't believe it. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, we start hearing the... Hang on. Has Skrillex staged over yet? No. Skrillex, Skrillex is waiting in the wings. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh then we get the creepy intro to and this is the highlight for the diehards, motherfucking Fixer. Oh, do you know how hard it was for me to not put that on my list? I just feel like to sort of mirror the Outlaw Torn, you know, the the last track of Load and Reload. I feel like we gotta give I Fixer know. some love. Great Wait, vocal you know, I, performance by James a Killer lyric. Dude, I I
0: had that on my list until my like my final final one I revised. Yeah,
1: and I and I ditched it. I felt kind of bad, but I mean, if you're looking at Metallica's whole career, I get it. There are stronger, like more iconic staples that that beg for these slots. But but I,
0: when you make the Outlaw Torn comparison, it, it makes sense. Yeah,
1: right. I I think, it, I think if we're sort of going by the template of the first record, yeah, it. It it doesn't sit where Outlaw Torn sat in there's that other set list, but it's a little earlier. And then so to my last song of disc one to sort of end out our first set, uh, segment before the intermission, the probably the biggest omission from uh, SNM one fade to black. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I, I would say that's a big omission. Yeah, and that's how we go out. Let's go out. See you guys in a minute. Taking a motherfucking break, dude. That's awesome. Well.
0: <clears throat> uh, my disc too, coming back Let's say they walk off stage Take a little intermission Everyone goes get some popcorn Ooh. Some Twizzlers um, Some Twizzlers <laughs> Or some fucking Jaeger bro um, <laughs> Probably Twizzlers <laughs> Probably Twizzlers yeah Or they would uh, Or, or you remember you get, uh, you get red vines when you are a kid And you bite off both ends and use it as a straw Oh my gosh They would do that to sip their Jaeger
1: through Or they'd go get suicides from the bar Put, yeah, put a yeah. Diet Coke and a Coke and a ginger ale. Just put them all in there, man. It's called a suicide. I did that at 7-Eleven growing
0: up with Slurpees all the time.
1: I'd have a, I have a Slurpee suicide, man.
0: Is that, yeah, is that what you sounded like? <laughs> yeah. Nah, dude, it fucking sounded like this, bro. And I went to ah, nah. fucking 7-Eleven and got some fucking suicide slurpees and played Street Fighter 2 and lined my quarters up on that shit, bro. Hey,
1: you want a, sl- you want a slurpee? Hey, fuck yeah, I want a fucking slurpee. <laughs> oh my God. Let's just let Ethan do his discs Just to gonna Clint. He's going to go sit and play Cruising USA all fucking day. <laughs> remember <laughs> Cruising USA? USA. You yeah, remember? of that course game? I do.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I used to go to an arcade in the Mission Viejo Mall in California called Tilt. <laughs>
1: And
0: I miss uh, arcades awesome. dude I do too well there <coughs> hey speaking of uh, what used to be known as the Foo Bar in East Nashville is now called Cobra and they have a bunch of video games in there oh cool and we need to go alright alright so let's do your All disc right. 2 alright so my my disc 2 I chose something that would kind of surprise the crowd not coming in super hot but it's kind of uh, it's almost like coming back from the intermission like hey let's play this it'll be surprising for the crowd um but I, I just think that the chorus would work so well an orchestra, and I put the house that Jack built. Wow. Yeah.
1: Look at you, dude.
0: Look at me coming around to load. I, I jumped in that warm, load water. Dude, you put house that Jack built on your s and too. I did. That's strong. I did. Very strong. And uh, I think the next three are going to shock you. I, ha- I had this vision on the airplane today about how <laughs> I was like, man, th- this is a long 40-minute flight how epic would this be? I know as a fan of these three songs, I would lose my shit. And now I'm almost second guessing myself. And I wish I would have started this two with this. My next three tracks are the Unforgiven, the ah. Unforgiven 2, and the Unforgiven 3. Unforgiven trilogy. A trilogy played live with an orchestra. And I listened to all three of those today back to back on the flight like, Imagining strings and horns and all the percussion behind it, and like God, that would be so epic.
1: You know, I, I think that your intuition to kind of do a surprise left turn first to get everyone everyone's blood pumping again before you lay yeah. on lay in the trilogy on them. I think that's a good move.
0: I mean, maybe I could have chose a different uh, track besides The House of Jack Built. Like, maybe they could have done something like, you know, 2 by 4 or Ain't My Bitch. But The House of Jack Built, I just, I listened to that song today and I thought, man, I could hear a lot of cool oh, yeah. orchestral stuff in there. Because so, it's so
1: creepy and minory and strange. and Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe you would have like a French horn solo instead of James's talk Pox solo. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> a bass trombone, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think A flute. You know. No, a flugelhorn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a flugelhorn,
1: <laughs> man. So let me ask you this: On the Unforgiven okay. trilogy, are they are there any are they segued into each other? Or is there any stopping in between, or is it just a full on fifteen minute juggernaut? I think it's I think a fifteen minute like ordeal, like cause right.
0: especially after the first Unforgiven. Unforgiven two has the same kind of intro. On the, you know, Unforgiven 1, it, it's a fade out on the record, but they can kind of do like a a, you know, a hard ending, and all of a sudden you hear that that horn snare roll kind of come back in. Maybe it goes for longer and builds more tension. Wow. And then all of a sudden you go right, and James does a guitar change with the B-Bender, <laughs> and you go right into
1: Unforgiven 2. You know, the only problem with that is that what I really love, other than I think Unforgiven 2 is a great song, is I love all of its head nods or hat tips to unforgiven unforgiven three doesn't really have any of that it doesn't but i i think it stands on its own as a really it, good song it does i just wish it had the horn or something or I like know. i love how i two at the end they so i dub the unforgiven like you add that melody back in and the yeah. brum, 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 brum. yes exactly um by the way
0: i i, I need to uh Kind of correct myself here. I think I may have mentioned one extra song on my disc one before we started disc two, I think. I don't think you did. Because I'm counting here. I've got 20, 20 on here. Not in, I don't have Ecstasy of Gold on the actual playlist here.
1: You've got a, I've got I've So your first disc was Ecstasy of Gold, Orion, Creeping Death, Four Horsemen, Harvester of Sorrow, Atlas Rise, Don't Tread on yep. Me, King Nothing, Halo and Fire, Day That Never Comes, Sanitarium. That's 11.
0: You were correct. And then <clears throat> let's see... Oh my god, I'm a fucking idiot. Let me back up real quick. I, okay, so so when I um when I went into I, I scrolled down and saw the house that Jack built, and I totally cut off what was originally. I had two songs as attention getters before the Unforgiven trilogy. Ah,
1: uh, okay. So what's
0: before it? Ah, uh, I'm so sorry to everybody for that. I mean, I think just the house that Jack built going to that would have been cool. What I had them coming back with. Um, this is why I need a, a freaking music stand with a huge piece of paper with everything written out. I'm just looking at my phone right now. Um, I have them coming back from intermission with "Dream No More." Ah, because to me, that's kind of like, that's this is very much in the vein of the thing that should not be, which they did on SNM. Yep, has that really heavy chorus, <laughs> and I think with strings would be really cool. So, my apologies. That is what I have coming back. I think we this all.
1: Too. I think we all forgive you.
0: I feel like I'm unforgiven right now. We've though. not dubbed you unforgiven okay well, please don't done the Unforgiven so anyways okay disc 2 Dreaming One More House of Jack Built Unforgiven 1, 2, 3 I want to say one more thing about the Unforgiven trilogy <clears throat> section of, of my disc 2 Yeah. I think it'd be rad at the end of Unforgiven 2 when that ends everyone thinks oh that's cool they did those back to back that's awesome because um, Unforgiven 3 is kind of I feel can be a bit forgotten from Death Magnetic and then all of a sudden the lights are out the crowd's like ready for something else like maybe pick it back up and all of a sudden you hear that beautiful piano horn intro oh for sure and then they're like, holy shit, they're doing all three of them? <coughs> Something that you would never expect them to do is to play all the three of those in, in order. I think you'd probably be
1: expecting it if they did one and two in a row. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but you'd still be equally as excited if all of a sudden Fuck that piano yeah. started. That, that'd be a big
0: treat. It's so good. So moving moving on, then we pick <coughs> it back up here. Um, and I think this would be cool with all the percussion in an orchestra, Struggle Within.
1: Ah, you love that tune. I
0: love that tune. Well, that intro that snare drum intro is, is so good. Yep.
1: Right.
0: You could extend that intro with Kirk's, Kirk and James' guitars and, and violins and cellos and everything like doubling that. It would sound so great.
1: And another song that really doesn't get much love. So that'd be, that'd be a treat. Yeah.
0: Well, again, like I said before, it's, it was tough to pick some black album tracks because they kind of got all the heavy hitters there. Right. Other than Unforgiven, you know, right. Um, at least the most popular, but so then from there, bring it up and go into That Was Just Your Life. Cool. I had that, too. Yeah. Uh, from there, uh, my last three, I have Moth
1: Into Flame. Great. I'm glad you included it. I was scared you wouldn't.
0: Yeah. I, I, was, uh, I, was, <clears throat> I had it on there. I almost took it off. But uh, I think there's a lot of great guitar work in there that could, that could be incorporated with with strings and horns and stuff. And, um, so then I have, for my last two, my second to last track on disc two, I have Fade to Black. All right. Now, I originally had it as my last track because this outro can keep going and going if you want it to. They could vamp it for a long time with some really cool instrumentation happening. And it would be this epic ending to the whole show. Um, but kind of keeping it in the same vein as, as uh, S&M... Uh, that ends and everyone is like, oh my gosh, what a great show. We just saw that ending of Faded black was fucking epic, you know? Um, and then all of a sudden the orchestra starts playing the intro to blackened. Nice. And you're, and you're sitting there watching the show like, oh my God, this is, um, they're, they're doing a or- orchestral version of the intro to blackened and maybe even extending it for like a minute to build that tension and that excitement. And all of a sudden they end with blackened. end. Nice. Great, because I loved how the original, uh, the first one ended with battery.
1: Well, on the heels of that, uh, my my disc two begins with Blackened, and to, Very cool. to your point, the orchestra learning the arrangement, which was you know the intro to Blackened is this backwards arrangement that right. they had, but the orchestra learning it the way it is, uh, burning Blackened down, it's barn burner. Whether it's at the front or the back, black you can't go wrong with fucking Blackened. Oh, of course, uh, from Blackened to throw another bone to the original gangster fans out there, we're gonna do some fucking seek and destroy, dude. Awesome, yeah, I think that'd be fun. I, I don't think it it lends itself like super well to an orchestral arrangement, but uh, it'd it be, could be rad. But it'd be fun to figure it out. And the song is just such a classic. It's just classic Metallica. Of
0: course, very very much so. so and, and, speak, and speaking of Kill 'Em All, if I may interject for a second. I actually was sitting there trying to imagine an orchestra and Rob Trujillo somehow doing anesthesia together.
1: Mm. He's been killing anesthesia on the World Wired tour.
0: Oh, of course he has, yeah. He's been doing great. But yeah. I tried to imagine that today. Like, could that work? Yeah, I think it could actually. There's a lot of beautiful parts on it'd be on, on
1: it'd, what Cliff wrote. It'd be a um, it'd be a definitely a chore for whoever was arranging that shit. But I think it could be done. Oh, yeah. So with someone genius like Michael Kamen. Yeah. Uh, so we've given the original gangster fans some thrashy treats, and now it's time to rock into what you've already done. I've got the fucking Unforgiven trilogy. You did it too. Oh yeah. Oh Dude, yeah. Got to. I
0: thought. I totally thought I was going to get you on that one. Nope. I thought like I don't think Clint will think of this. I got to do it.
1: No, I think. I think it. I th- well, first of all, the Unforgiven demands to be done on another SNM. De- it's demanded. Of the fans will fucking riot if they don't do it. Unforgiven 2 is one of my favorite Metallica songs of all time, so that's got to go. And then it's like, well, fuck it, man. Let's just make this a real thing. And you can imagine, yeah. I can imagine, like, they don't do this anymore because people don't fucking buy records anymore. But the sticker on the CD would be Unforgiven Trilogy performed for the first time in its entirety. Yeah. And you're reading that in the record store like, holy shit, I have to get yeah. this record. It'd be so Even badass. If, I know that some people don't like Unforgiven 2 and 3. There's diff- different camps. No one doesn't like the Unforgiven, but there are some people who don't like Unfor- Unforgiven 2 and 3. But even they would be stoked about all that. So I agree that definitely yeah. happens. Then we got uh, you mentioned trying to dig into the Black Album. This is my only Black Album tune except for the Unforgiven. But through the Never, nice. Gun, yeah, gun, 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 I almost that I think the On Through the Never would have some really cool. Uh, opportunities for some cool orchestral shit. Yeah, I think so too. Then we take things a little slow <clears throat> and we get we get uh, brooding and we get a lot of Jamesy Jamesisms with low man's lyric featuring Ooh. single spotlight comes down on the lonely hurdy-gurdy player. Ethan's like jabbing me at the show like, hey, what is that?
0: What is that thing that sounds kind of like an accordion?
1: What's he playing? Is that a, 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 a dulcimer? It's a hurdy-gurdy dulcimer. Is that a bowed dulcimer? It's a.
0: Is that a tack hammer dulcimer? Well, is he playing a bowed dulcimer or is he playing a tack pin? Oh, Papa, you're back on the show. <laughs> I like music. I like to go to
1: live shows. I like to see Metallica like play to the symphonies. <laughs> All right, so after Loman's lyric... We get classic again. Strap in. It's going to be about a nine to 10 minute journey on this one. What? We have injustice for all title track, dude. I almost did that one. That's such, uh, cause, cause we're talking full intro and everything. Yeah, you have to, uh, that was just a barn burner. We all know it. We all love it. It'd be really cool to hear it with an orchestra. Of course. Uh, Last two songs of the record, I have some hardwired shit going on. I, I, okay. Penultimate song, Halo on Fire with the new intro. Just beautiful sauce everywhere. Yeah, yeah. The guitar-money stuff with the orchestra, big Kirk and James moments, big beautiful. massive chorus. Great long ending. Burn it down. And here's how we say goodbye on motherfucking Clint's S two. I'm talking spit out the goddamn motherfucking oh, I had a feeling you're gonna throw it on the end Cause those Yeah. I think those would be really fun. I just think it would be it be like it be would. like their battery moment from S one.
0: I feel like someone like Michael Kamen would just accent the da-dun, yeah
1: da-dun, da-dun, da-dun. 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 Yep. He would Yeah I
0: yeah. Oh, man. Wow. Ending ending this, too,
1: with two hardwired and imagine, songs, that's awesome. Yeah, man. and imagine the cellos on the chorus going, Bum, 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 boom. Long live machine. Bum, 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 bum. You know, like, shit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that would be rad. Timpanis. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, would be so Yeah, cool. I intentionally ended it with two hardwired songs. just as my continued tribute to a record that I'm so glad they made. I think it's so good. It stands with everything they've ever done. Yep, And it's even better than some of the shit they've done, including, you know, I'm talking about, of course, Saint-Doo-Doo. Saint-Lulu. Saint Saint-Lulu. Let's just go ahead and mesh those
0: atrocities let's just, let's together. just
1: combine those. Yeah. <laughs> so, we did it. We Dude, burned... That's a, gr-
0: that's, that's a great diss, too, man. Yeah,
1: I think so. I think we both have... I would like to see both of our lists.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe we can uh, <sighs> type them both out and we can post them on instagram and twitter and stuff so everyone can can kind of compare and contrast and then send us their own list
1: yeah speaking of that yeah you guys write out to us metal up your podcast show at gmail.com let us know what yours would be and uh or if you think something on our list is complete bullshit let us know we're cool with it i have a feeling i'll get i'll get a little hate for the house that jack built it is your dark horse song let's see if what my dark horse song my dark horse is probably fixer uh low man's lyric maybe
0: uh, let me ask you this At any point were you tempted to put Mama Said on? Because I was
1: um, I wasn't dude Because I When it comes to those two records The two loads I've always been a low man's lyric guy So when it, I knew that there wasn't yeah. room for both And I, I knew immediately what I would choose I like Mama Said okay, but uh, Yeah me too here, Here's my thing Mama Said does not feel like a Metallica song to me It feels like a James song Low man's lyric still feels like Metallica to me yeah, I agree with that. So that's kind of my only deal. I think Mama said would feel like a James solo moment. You know. So if they did, a, they did a record call, uh,
0: J and S and M. <laughs> We're James, just, James, yeah, just James with an orchestra,
1: or James opens the show just with an acoustic guitar, yeah. out, out, out in the parking lot, <laughs> at the bar next door. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, all right, everyone, write in. Let us know. Just let us know all the stuff. If you liked it, if you didn't like it. Of course, what your list is, we'll read some on a subsequent episode. Yeah, it's fun to turn it all around like that. And man, I'm really hoping I don't. I know that James Kirk, Robert, and Lars are avid listeners of the show. Let's get another S and M up in this bitch.
0: Seriously, I would love another S and I mean, you could, you could have a Hans Zimmer. I, I mean, what do you think? I got like Danny Elfman could do with this. Oh, Danny Maybe Elfman two, would wh- kill it. Do you think it'd be, would he kill it or would it be a little too, a little too oddball, a little too weird? I
1: don't know. It might need something like that because the SNM one was kind of like classic. Michael came in. It's the best in the yeah. world. It might be cool to get a more quirky, uh, I don't know, vision for it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe Hans Zimmer is the dude or John yeah, Williams. Is John Williams still alive.
0: John Williams. Oh, wait, didn't he? Hey, okay. Start. Sorry. Star Wars nerds. Uh, I am totally blanking right now. I thought he passed away. I could
1: easily Google this right now, but I'm going to choose not to. I'm going to choose to dwell in ignorance. Uh, well, too late. I'm doing it right now.
0: (laughs) I do need to split in a minute to go down to the old sound check. Yeah, no
1: worries. Yeah, yeah, uh, where are you at again? You're in Indiana? I'm in Florence, Indiana somewhere. In a hotel room somewhere.
0: In a hotel room somewhere. Somewhere. Um... Uh, sorry, John Williams is still alive. Right. So how how about John Williams? How about Skrillex? <laughs> Skrillex, do some do some dubstep behind Metallica? <laughs> Just hit, hitting spacebar.
1: Wow, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what. <laughs> that's
0: what dubstep sounds to me. Is like. <laughs> and by the way, as a, a reggae fan, a dub fan, don't use the word dub in that crappy music. I'm sure he's a hell of a guy. His band from first to last was pretty cool, but, and yeah, anyways. That's all I got to say about that.
1: Well, thank you all for listening and hanging out with us. You guys are uh, an extension of our metallic family. We love interacting with you all through the week and all that stuff. Send us an email, metalupyourpodcastshow at gmail.com. Do the pit contest thing. We're going to send you some free shit. Once we get to 100, we'll stop talking about it. You just go to clickety, 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 clickety clack, iTunes.com, type in all whatever our thing is, leave the it's thing. It's so easy. It's, the, it's, it's actually probably one of the easiest things you'll ever do in your whole goddamn life. Yeah, it's pretty easy. You just type a couple of click, 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 click things, and you're good. Shout out to uh, Jonathan at Tone Tubby. We want to thank Tone Tubby again, ToneTubby.com for those speakers. Absolutely. We fucking love them. What else do we got, Ethan? Is that it?
0: I think that's about it, man, I think we've uh, we've run we've run the gamut here.
1: All right, well, we will see you guys next week. Peace. Adios <laughs> If you were our advisor, what would you say, then I would say delete that.